welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin. I'm a transformation and human design guide who is passionate about guiding women to be the most authentic versions of themselves. This podcast is all about self-discovery, self-empowerment, wellness, healing, parenting, mental health, spirituality, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This podcast and this space is all about helping you along on your own self-project journey. So welcome. Let's sit back and we'll dive right in today. Welcome back to the show today. I am really excited to be able to have on the show today, Dr. Natasha Simon Christie. And Natasha is a career empowerment strategist and certified life coach who helps women move their careers forward after motherhood, create fulfilling career plans, set goals, and achieve impact. So I am really excited for you to just go ahead and dive right into our conversation. Well, I, you know, I love that you bring up like multitasking though, because that's been a huge MO of mine. I'm a mom to five boys. So I'm just like, oh, multitasking all the time. I'll be in the middle of making dinner. And then I'm also trying to like send an email. I'm also trying to help somebody with their homework. And then the problem that I found was like my attention wasn't fully given to any one thing. So dinner burned, the email didn't get sent and the kid was standing there for 30 minutes feeling not supported because I'm so distracted by the other things. I'm trying to figure out um, where we decided that, you know, that worked because it really doesn't work. Your mind is always going on to the thing that you just started. Right. And then it's like, okay, I started this. I started this truth be told about three weeks ago, I flooded my bathroom. My tiles are now popping up. Right. You know why? Because I thought I was going to go take a bath. So I started the water. I went to the kitchen and my daughter said, mama, can, can you do my hair? And I said, instead of saying after my bath, I said, sure. I forgot about the bath. I did her entire hair <laughs> and I said, I thought I was doing something. Sure enough, my other daughter went downstairs to bring the dogs inside. She said, mama, the ceiling is raining. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I run back and I said, this is why I don't multitask. This is why I have two children in the home. And even when I'm doing something, I say, as soon as I'm done with this, I am coming to you because the multitasking does not work. It took me a long time to realize that, you know, I would drop one off at um, practice for piano, whatever the thing is. And I would say, okay, you know what? I'm going to run to the store. Right. But I didn't make a list. So I'm running to the store at five o'clock. Everyone else is in the store at five o'clock. I'm picking up what I think I can remember. I can't remember the whole list, right? So immediately I'm like, I'm going to have to come back to the store. Um, I pick up what I think is important. The main thing I've already forgotten. Now I'm standing in the line looking to see, oh my gosh, this is not the right time. Looking back at my clock, trying to figure out if I'm going to be back there on time. What did that do for me? Stressed me out. Stressed me out. So now if I drop you off at practice, if I have two hours, I do something for myself. Maybe I take a walk, maybe I read, something calming, but not trying to get another major errand done. 
it's burning us out. And I don't think we're saying it enough to each other that it's okay to say, this is all I can handle right now. So I'm trying to show the truth about motherhood, the truth about, you know, having a career that you love and still engaging in that career while you are raising your family. Because our children watch us. They watch us intently and they listen to everything that we say. It doesn't look like it, but as you watch them get older and become more independent and more self-sufficient, you start to think, well, what am I going to do when they're gone? It's not even the emptiness. It's the almost emptiness. When you have your kids who are driving already and they're talking about college and you're realizing I, they don't need me in that same capacity anymore, what am I going to do? And so I'm trying to bring moms back to say, what is it that you put on pause? You know, are you in that job because you know you can do that job with your eyes closed and there's no challenge there because you don't want to disrupt where you are at home? Why are you doing that? Because you told your children they could be whatever they want to be. And then you now put a stop on the things that you want to do in order for them to achieve. And the truth is we can do those two things simultaneously because you were already enough and already worthy before you became a mom, before you became a wife, before you became a spouse, before you became anything, if you are here, you are already worthy. So the concept is not to hold back on your own life and suppress those things that you're thinking about. You know, you're thinking about, man, I really, I really thought by the time I got to this stage in my life that I was gonna be here, right? And then what happens? You get to that stage, and in your mind, you're, you really want to tell yourself, you got to do better, right? But you don't have that conversation with yourself because it's too hard and it's painful and it's going to hurt if you recognize that I kind of shortchanged myself. So we don't think about that at all. What we do is we throw ourselves into our kids and our kids deserve us, but they deserve the entire us, not just the pieces that they see. Plenty of children don't even understand who mom is as a person. And we live in a world where we want them to understand people, but they don't even understand their parents because they see us as task-oriented. They don't even know what we're working on as people. It is so profound when your child looks at you and realizes that you are a human being. You know, I... Um, I still work a nine to five outside the home while I'm an entrepreneur. And someone asked me, now, how did I start? And I said, I vividly can tell you that my daughter, I have two children. We are a blended family. So I have two children still in the home, 12 and 14. And my 12 year old, she was maybe about six or seven and she was not feeling well at school. And the nurse called me. And I give anesthesia on a day-to-day -day basis, which means I can't just leave my patient. There's a whole series that has to happen for me to leave. And so, yeah, I told the nurse, um, I'll be there as soon as I can. Well, as soon as I can was the school day was done because I had to take care of what I was doing. And I went and I picked her up. She was this little teeny tiny thing on the couch, um, just looked as pitiful as can be. I felt so bad. Um, the nurse was giving me that you are a terrible mom look. I was already feeling it. 
And I brought her home and I took care of her and I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. I remember vividly saying, I don't know how I ended up with this child because I don't deserve her because look at what I did to her. And um, my husband walked in and he said something that he doesn't even realize kind of changed how I thought about things. And he said, you know, what's wrong? And I said, you know, I couldn't pick her up in time. And he says, you weren't the only one. I couldn't pick her up in time either. You know, and then he went on to go make his vanilla ice cream shake, whatever it is, and continued on with his day. And in my mind, I said, he's right. We have a list of emergency contacts for people who say that they'll be, you know, responsible if they can't find this. The list is six people. I wasn't the only person who couldn't be there. The other five couldn't be there either. Why am I the person broken, literally broken and beating myself up about this? You know why? Because the expectation that I thought I was supposed to have, I couldn't meet. Why? Because I'm a human being. And so I had to do the work of saying, I love my children. I am still a good mom. This is going to happen again. There's going to be something that happens where I'm supposed to be there and I'm not going to be there. And I need to give myself some grace. I need to step away from whatever society is telling me, whatever you know, my mom and grandmother have told me, all of these things that have cultivated what I thought being a mom was because that was a mom for them or that's a mom for my neighbor, but that's not me being a mom. Because that's going to crush me, trying to meet every aspect of my child's life all the time. When I have more than one, when I have a spouse, when, when I have dogs, when I have myself I want to take care of, all of that is I'm going to crumble. I am going to withdraw, right? And this is what happens. And I lived in a world where I talked to moms all the time and they would just say, oh, no, forget about that. You're a mom now. You're a mom now. I would hear it over and over again. And sometimes it's so hard to push back against that. You just say, okay, fine. I'm a mom now. And then you bury everything that you want to do. And you say, okay, I'll just dive it into my kids. My children will become adults. And I will be very, very proud of them. But I do not want to look back on my own life and say, why did I do that? And then get to a point where I start to think it's too late when it's not. You know, so it's this whole awakening. And I, I repeat that story over and over again, because I know there are other moms who have felt that you think because you missed the recital, you missed the play, you picked them up 15 minutes late, that, you know, it's over for you. You just can't do this mom thing. That's life. Why are we carrying that kind of guilt? It's a heavy burden to carry because you're watching everyone else. You don't even know how many times they've missed it. They just didn't miss it that day. Right, we all have our days where things aren't working well. That happened to be your day. But I had to reimagine and almost re-raise my thoughts on being a mom because I want to be a good mom, right? And the problem is when I am feeling guilty, I have now started an internal war within myself. I am beating up myself all the time. And you know what happens? What that projects is an angry mom, is a yelling mom is a spouse who can't communicate. That's all it is because I'm so angry with myself because I put on all this pressure and I can't keep up. I can't keep up the charade.
but I can't tell anybody because I don't feel comfortable enough to tell anybody. So here I am in my mind, you know, split personality, having these negative conversations with myself, constantly telling myself that I should be doing better. I'm not doing good enough. And then the kids come up and ask you something. You're like, what? And they say, never mind. And they walk away. And that's not what you want. That's not what you want. That's not what I want. I want my kids to be comfortable enough to come and talk to me. But if I'm not building that to let them know, okay, mommy needs five minutes. If I'm just always with the visceral responses, what happens? They don't confide in me about things that they really want to because they're so afraid I'm going to blow up. And most of the times the blow up has nothing to do with them. It has absolutely nothing to do with them. Um, you know, we, we're living through this pandemic and I am not angry about the pandemic because I have learned to slow down and listen to my children and hear who they are. And they've been able to see a different side of me. In, in all of this, I am more thankful for a more intimate relationship with the people that I live with because I was queen rat race. Drop you off here, pick you up here, drop you up here, pick you up here, shove this food down your throat. Did you finish your homework? See you tomorrow. And do that whole cycle over and over and over again. And in my mind, really believing this is the best that I can do. Now, reflective wise, that's not the best I can do. I wasn't the happiest. My kids weren't getting the mom that they want. Um, my husband was afraid to say things to me for fear of blowing up. And it was just me having to do that internal work. Um, internal work requires work. Yeah. I know that we live in a society that says three easy steps. Everything is three easy steps. Step one, step two, step three, happiness. I cannot, I cannot reiterate that it is not that. Step one probably has 12 steps, right? Step two might have another five or six. And we, before we even get to step three, there's a whole lot of things. So that whole three easy steps, it's, it's not, it's not what it seems to be. They tell us this. And when I say they, I mean society gives us these images and we're trying to fit our lives into these images. And more so, that is the anomaly that we're looking at. That is the photoshopped, filtered prettiness of all the things that you know, we want. And now we're trying to figure out why. Why can't I be this size six with these clean kids pretty faces. How come we can't get a good family picture? Nobody tells you that that's like the thousandth shot over two days, right? You just see a snapshot and you say, okay, I want that. So the three easy steps for me to get here, my moms, I tell them it's work and it's hard work because you have to be honest with yourself about where you are. Like if you're not happy, you have to at least verbalize, you know what? I'm not really happy where I am. And you don't want to admit that. Nobody wants to be like, well, I'm not happy, but that's the truth. So you have to do that internal work of saying, this is where I am right now. And how do I get to where I want to be without blaming anyone else, which requires maturity, right? To say, this is me. This is my life at 43 years old. And I'm here because I've made all of these decisions, right? And so if I can accept that, 
then I take my power back and say, if I've made all these decisions to get here, what decisions am I going to make now to get me to where I want to be? That's the work. Admit where you are, feel it. It's gonna suck, it's going to hurt, it's not easy at all. But once you get to that ground zero, then you can build something worthy of your life. Not this cookie cutter, what everyone else thought you were supposed to be. You know, the real person. If you cannot be vulnerable with yourself, with yourself and tell the truth to yourself, you cannot, you're not going to progress or project what it is that you want. You'll be afraid to have a conversation with your spouse because you're afraid to be vulnerable. You won't be able to tell your children the truth because you'll be vulnerable because it's all about, if I say this, what will they think of me? And I want them to think this of me. I want them to know that I'm a good person. Just be honest. I cannot stress that enough. Be honest with yourself and then your real you will come out. And then the world will see that, your, your family will see that. And then after a while, you stop worrying about what other people are thinking about you. Because you've built this confidence in yourself from the ground up. But it requires work. It is not easy by any means. It is not a three-step program. You're not going to start on Monday and by Friday you've got this all figured out. This is days, weeks, months of work. Sometimes we fall off. Sometimes we don't want to do the work and that's okay, but that's the reality. I will never tell you if you start on Monday, by Friday, you'll have it. Mm -mm. That's it. Because you start to think about things and you're like, well, you know, how did I get here? You know, that internal how did I end up here? Because it happens like in a flash. You remember yourself one way and then you realize oh, like, that's not even who I am. Anymore. That's not even who I am. And growth is okay because it's, it's what we're supposed to be doing here. I don't want to be a 20 year old and I don't want to have thoughts of when I was 20. You know, that, that, that served its purpose. <laughs> I'm somewhere different now. And that's okay. I can't chase things that have already passed. If it's already passed, that's it. There's nothing I can do about what happened yesterday and all the days before that. Today is my fresh start. Today is the new day. Um, I am a very big proponent of journaling. When I started to make these breakthroughs, um, my journal's right here. This, this is what helped me. Me writing down to myself and telling myself the truth. In that journal is the truth about me, about how I felt, um, about what I thought, just honest words about me. When I was honest with myself, then I could start to work on, well, why do you keep saying you're not a good enough mom? Where are you getting that from? Why do you keep saying that? And then realizing I have to do the work of changing that first thought, right? So the first thought pops into your head. And normally we have no idea where it comes from, but we have the power to shift the thoughts after that. So the first one pops in and we have no idea what it is, but if it's a negative one, we actually have the power to say, hey, wait, is this useful? Is this thought that I'm having useful? And if it's not useful, let it go. And practice doing that 
because we will have a, you know, what if party in our head about all the negative things that can happen because that's just where we are. And our brains are designed to keep us safe. So this journey is new. To your brain, new is unfamiliar and unfamiliar means dangerous. And so we don't wanna try new paths because internally our brains are like, we don't know what's over there. Even if over there is better for us, we won't know. So we have to tell our brains, listen, I know this is, you know, a very archaic thing. I know you're, I know you are my brain. I know you're trying to keep me safe, but I need to try this first. And when I try it first, all of a sudden I realize it's a new path. And if I stay on that path, I've now shifted my brain to know that we've been here before. We know what to do now, but it happens anytime you want to do something new. That fear is normal body response because it's like, I want to keep you safe. But safe is where nothing happens. There's no growth. There is no growth at all. You take the same path all the time. You have no idea that the path that you are on is the longest path because you've never tried a shortcut. You've never tried a different path. You don't even recognize that there's scenery on another path because every time you come out of the driveway, you turn left. It's okay to turn right and see what's over there. It might do you the best good. So just, you know, just remember your brain is not, it's not faulting you. It's just trying to keep you safe. New is always going to be unfamiliar, but it doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean that it's bad. Um, we will do ourselves a lot of good to just try something new. Um, so if you've never written anything down, pick up a journal. If you've never recorded your voice, use your phone and record your voice, record your thoughts, listen to what you sound like, listen to how you're talking to yourself. Find a way to have positive conversations with yourself, however you want to do that. Whether if it's a sticky note that says, I am enough, that's on the mirror, whatever it is, try and figure out something that is going to help you move forward so that you're moving your whole life, not just your career, your whole life, in a direction that you're more proud of versus hiding. You know, I find moms are living in hiding. You don't know who you are. You, you don't have a favorite color. You know, um, you don't have a favorite meal. You have what all the kids and your spouses like. And to keep the peace, that's what they get. It's like, I'm not a fan of blue, but my husband likes blue, so this will work. We never take the time to find out what it is that we like or love. And we don't give ourselves enough time to revel in that. It's okay to be unavailable to your family so that you can get more back in tune with yourself. If you need a prescription for it, get it. There has to be some time in the week. And um, most of my moms think that I'm crazy when I say this, that you need to block out three hours of time a week. That is just for you. Where... The kids know that you are unavailable. Your spouse knows that you are unavailable and everything is going to happen, but it's going to be okay because when you get your three hours of whatever it is, you can come back now and be the mom that you want to be. Be the woman that you want to be because you've had that time to not think or try to be something for someone else just to kind of renew yourself. 
and it should happen every week. And every week seems like a struggle. You start off every month. Um, you have to verbalize what it is that you want. So you have to say, listen, kids, this day, mom is unavailable. But what do you mean? Means you won't be able to find me for a couple of hours. Auntie Sue, whoever it is, has got you covered. I'll be back. And when they get used to hearing that, uh, it becomes norm. It's only abnormal because they've never heard you say you needed that time. That's, that's the only thing that makes it abnormal. Um, so I've started to not give my children a false sense of who I am. I cannot keep pouring from an empty cup. I have to find some time to rejuvenate myself. It's imperative. You know, it can be as simple as a manicure pedicure, but it can be as intense as a hike. You know, or just sitting in your car and being yourself, listening to your favorite music. When's the last time you're fit, you rocked out to your favorite song? Like, this was my jam. I haven't heard the song in years. Don't even do that. Like, it's the little things that you lose over time that makes you feel like you don't know who you are anymore. You have just imparted so much powerful wisdom on this, um, on this episode right now. Um, I just feel like I could be behind you cheering because I feel like, you know, I'm like, I'm shouting from the rooftops behind you because I feel like this is such my message too, that, um, you know, only in the last couple of years did I realize that, uh, there was more to me than being a mom. You know, I left my career as a nurse. I had been an emergency room nurse. So stay at home with my kids and, um, I'm so grateful for that opportunity, but it always felt like there is just that piece of me missing that piece of me that, um, you know, wanted to have a career or, you know, something for myself, have some way that I was um, just interacting with the world, putting um, my purpose out there, you know, all of those things. So that's why, um, yeah, really, I feel like with the pandemic really, blew things wide open for me as well. We're still homeschooling. Um, but it was also like, what can I do for me now? You know, like what, what do I want? You know, because I'm getting, my youngest is nine. So it, we're getting to that point too. They're getting a little more self-sufficient and not needing so much. Uh, and there's still days that they need plenty, but it's, <laughs> you know, I felt myself in that too. So that's how the podcast was born. That's how my own business became born. And I love what you say, like, um, that our kids see us as task oriented, um, because they do, I don't think that they really understand, you know, what it is we're doing when they see me and here on a call with the microphone, the computer, or I'm sending an email or they're just like, Oh, mom's on another call again, talking to somebody. So I actually got to start incorporating some of them. I said, I, you know, I have a podcast. Like I even had one of my boys one day, he sat in on one of my calls and he told me, mom, her story was really inspiring. I said, I know kiddo, that's, that's like what I do. You have this show and then it goes out. And so even with my um two of my boys really into football and so I always hear them with each other they're like uh doing scores and analyzing the players like they have their whole little show and I said you guys should do your own podcast or your own show with like all this football stuff you guys are really good at it and they're like no no could we do that and I'm like yeah you can do that so um I just think that that's, you know, us again, going after our dreams, stepping outside that comfort zone, expanding ourselves shows them what's possible too. 
it just, just like that. I could do that too. Yeah, I guess I could do that too. Mom's doing it. Like, so I just, I can't, can't, can't like, um, just shout enough of what you're saying to like, it's so true, you know? It is. And the creative aspect of our children, I think is what we are able to see in this pandemic because they are creating things and we say, yes, you can do that. You know, I am a 70s baby. That is not the message that I heard growing up. And it's okay because nobody in the 70s heard that message. It was, you're a kid, go to school. Did you do your homework? I don't want to hear a thing from you. You don't have an opinion. Um, You just need to do what I tell you to do. And then we become these adults. And I don't want to raise my children the way I was raised. I love my parents. They did the best. I understand that. That's not what I want for my children because it takes a lot out of you when you hear that your opinions don't matter and then you're supposed to be an adult with these formed opinions, right? Nobody let me say anything the whole time I was a kid and now here I am 25, 26 trying to figure it out. How do I go from being you know, super quiet and saying, yes, ma'am, no, sir, to having these opinions of myself that I feel like aren't value because I didn't get that opportunity. So I am purposely asking my children, well, what do you think about that? Or how do you feel about that? Because they have these wonderful ideas that they can build on and they need to hear us say, yes, you can do that. Absolutely. Yes, you can have a football podcast. I'm sure you'd have 300, 400 downloads instantaneously because how you're thinking about football may not be how someone else is thinking about football. And they're like, hey, come and listen to this podcast. It is as simple as that. It is not about taking their dreams and saying, no, I don't think you should do that. It's about saying, well, what do you, how do you think you can do that? How? What do you need from me to make that happen? Come back to me with a couple of ideas and let's see how we can work that. That's the parenting that I want to do. So I had to implement it from the sky because I hadn't seen it done. Right? You, you don't know. I'm like, okay, this is what you, my daughter is in the middle. She's um, a freshman and she's in the middle of a project, which is hilarious to me because she's saying that, um, she said, I need to study E. coli because you know how you have these bacteria resistant antibiotics. And in my mind, I'm like, I know that, but I know that because I have a nursing background. How does she know? I don't know. And she's like, I don't understand why these people made these antibiotics because nobody wants to take medicine after you feel well. Why don't they make them shorter? Why don't we find something natural that automatically boosts that or helps decrease the E. coli? So we're only taking things for two or three days and that's it. And I'm like, I don't know why nobody ever thought about that, but by all means, go on with that research and see what you can do. My parents would not have understood that. They would have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. Go, go do the solar system <laughs> or make a volcano and call it a day. <laughs> this next generation, they are so creative and they are so ambitious, right? So it's, it's my job to foster that. And when I show them that they can do that within themselves, it frees up my time because they don't think they need me to do everything. I've given you the tools and now you go on and be creative and you figure out your plan while I figure out my plan. And then we can come back and talk about it. 
you know? It's not like you're stuck on me because you don't have a sense of yourself. They are getting a sense of themselves. Um, that's what I want to promote for them. Get a sense of yourself because whoever you are, you're fine. You're fine. The world will just have to deal with you. I don't want you changing what you're thinking to fit the world because we do that and we get nowhere. We get nowhere trying to fit in. We all fit in just the way we are, just the way we are. And, you know, multi-passionate is what I call my moms. There's okay to have multi-purposes and multi-passions. When my kids were small, my passion was to make sure that they were okay. And now they've grown and I've moved on to different passions. I want to help other moms like me. I don't want anybody going through this whole, I'm not measuring up thing. You know, little by little, you know, 10 years from now, my passion might be something completely different, matching my purpose, which might be different. It's, it's okay. If I'm going to be here 60 to 80 years, yeah, I'm going to have multi things, things that are pulling at me at different decades and different points in my life. And that's okay. It is all okay. You just got to go back in and figure out what it is that you want to do. And trust me, Christy, people have called me crazy for even trying to embark on this, you know, because they're like, but you're in anesthesia. Why are you doing this? Why aren't you satisfied with just that? Because I wasn't designed to be satisfied with one thing. That's all that is. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. You know, it's not me trying to. Um, be greedy. I've, I've heard so many things about what it is I'm trying to do. It's like, you don't need to do that. You just need to go back and, you know, just do your anesthesia. That, that should be good enough for me. But it wasn't. It doesn't satisfy me enough. So I had to figure out what it is that I can contribute to help more people. Right? It only serves when you feel like you're helping more people. I'm not doing this to help myself. Now that I figured out a couple of the answers, like, I wonder if I'm the only person and I'm finding that I am not, right? So let's see how I can help more. Let me see how I can contribute to helping someone else figure out their path and letting them know that you're not an anomaly. A lot of moms are going through this. Um, nobody should be suffering in silence. Like you have these plans and you're just pushing them down. And eventually they come knocking at you. Like, I, I thought we really were going to be like this project designer and we're not doing it. When the kids get to college, I'll do it. And it's like, but why aren't we doing this now? You, you're showing other people how to do this. You know, I have moms in corporate who train and orient people who end up, you know, taking over the whole company and they could have done it. And they just stepped away from it because they thought, they wouldn't be able to make it work. Oh, we don't need to do that. You can make it work. You don't have to keep shoveling people along that you're orienting. And then all of a sudden they become your boss and your manager. And then, you know, they're getting the promotion and you're, you're here thinking that I need to stay here because this is safe, because this is where I can leave on time. And this is where, you know, everything in the family works well. The truth is as moms, cause I'm like this, we don't ask for enough help. We don't ask for the help because we think we're supposed to do all of it. And if you go back in history about 50 or 60 years, what you're going to find is that mom and dad, auntie, uncles, grandparents all lived within the same 
five miles. So the help was already built in. And now we've moved farther away and don't recognize that we don't have the help because it's not naturally built in. It wasn't that my mom was doing everything. It was sometimes she did it, sometimes auntie did it, sometimes grandma did it. We don't see that for ourselves. We think we have to do everything, everything. I cannot pick these kids up every day at 3.05. I can't. <laughs> I can do it three days a week. Let me figure out who can do it the other two days. Ask for help. Until we ask for help, the illusion that we can do it all remains. Even within the household. You know, I don't unload my car anymore. I got a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a husband. I went to the store. I put all these things in here. You guys get the stuff out. Why am I trying to bring every bag inside? Like something as simple as that. Moms don't do. It's like, no, no, no. It's okay to have, to, to need help. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay. It is not a failure to ask for help. Sometimes you need it. Most of the times you need it to get through the day okay. That, that yeah. superwoman, supermom cape, I put that thing, it's burned in the fireplace. It's gone. I'm not supermom. And I accept that. I can do these things well, these things I need help with, these things I don't want to do anymore. So um, for anyone who's listening, I am telling you now, if you are a mom, look at that list of things that you have to do and I'm telling you today, take one thing off your list right now. Take it, give it away to someone else. It does not bring you joy. It does not make you happy. Let it go. It does not have to be done by you. I don't know what it is because we're all different, but take one thing off that list today. Don't do it again. Just let it go. Whether it's the laundry, whether it's picking up the dry cleaning, whether it's the vaccinations for the dogs, whatever it is, that there's something on your list I know you're looking at and you're like, I can't stand when I have to do this. Let it go. Let it go. Give yourself some peace. Free yourself up from your to-do task that you are crushing. You know, it's week to week of you doing things that you don't like to do in an effort to get everything done. That is not your purpose on this earth of doing one task to another task to another task, a bunch of things that you don't like to do just to say it's gotten done so that everyone else's world can run smoothly. You have a world too. You have a life too. So whoever it is, I beg you today, take one thing off your list. If you remember nothing else, take one thing off. Delegate it to someone else automate it. Don't do it anymore. Don't do it anymore. It is okay. The world will move on. You will take one thing off your plate and maybe you'll find that, hmm, if I could get rid of that, what else don't I have to do? You know, hmm, if I have the time now because I'm not doing that, what can I create for my world on my own? Just a thought. Such a powerful thought. Um, gosh, this whole, everything that you've had to tell us, I'm just like on fire over here. So 
What I would love to know, Natasha, is if somebody wants to work with you, where are they able to find you at online and how are you working with other women right now? Sure. I do one-on-one consultations. Um, you can find me on my website at natashasimonchristie.com. Um, there are links there to make appointments. I even have coffee chats if you want to figure out if I'm the person that you want to work with, whether it be short-term or long-term. They're about 15 minutes. We converse. We are real. I am who I say I am. This is what you're going to get. A lot of it is no nonsense. It's a question answer because I can't devise a plan for you and your life, but I will ask you the questions that give you a starting point as to how you want to shape your future. It's you doing the work. I am going to be at the side asking you and diving into things that might be a little bit uncomfortable, but in the end, it is for you to decide how you want to move your life forward. So I'm NatashaSimonChristie.com. Um, I'm on Instagram at Dr. Natasha Simon Christie. Follow me for a little bit and then unfollow me if I'm not for you. That is okay. You know, that is okay. Um, but I am here to help moms, specifically working moms, create a plan that looks more like what they envision their life to be. Because that's what I'm doing for myself. I love it. So I just have to thank you so much for being here today, for giving your time, for sharing so much with us. I feel like, again, um, I hope that all the moms listen to this and realize that they, um, like you said, they can still be them. They can still be themselves. Yes, you're a mom. Yes, you're a wife. Yes, you're all these labels, but you can still be for yourself. In fact, I think that it's necessary that you be for yourself, that you explore yourself, discover yourself. And uh, like you said, set a time, set aside that time for yourself. So such a powerful message. Thank you. I, I appreciate you having me on. If just one person can get that, it'll change your life. It'll be worth it to have a conversation. If one person can understand you are so worthy you are so worthy to live the life that you want. You have to chase it. No one is going to give it to you, but you are worthy. Thank you for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. Come and connect with me over on Instagram at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what your takeaways were and what you want to hear more of. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of these awesome episodes. Leave a review if you love the show and I will see you next time.